teams year to year. And that, that just shows her, like, that's what we're excited about. Um, it's not something else. It's, it's, it's what we're trying to instill in her there. Um, you know, along, along those lines as well, uh, something that um, uh, if your work schedules allow, uh, try to be there for breakfast and dinner, if at all possible. Do that as a family. Um, for us, what we've done is in the mornings, um, we're reading a Bible story together while she's eating her breakfast. Uh, it's a pretty captive audience. Her mouth is full. She can't talk back. And so, um, you know, there's different kids' Bibles you can use. We've gone through a couple of them. We're, we're in the Jesus Storybook Bible now. Um, but just grab one that's appropriate for the age. But uh, she's learned a ton of Bible stories that way. Um, and at dinner time as well, for us, that's how does your day go? Um, we don't allow her to get up until uh, she's asked everybody how, the, how their day was. We get to talk to her about how our day was um, and just gives a lot of insight into how she's doing and, and really how to, how to pray for her and how to talk to her. Um, something else, too, uh, uh, just as, as, you, as your kids start growing up, don't, don't wait too long to start sharing Scripture with them. Um, you know, something big for us has been uh, the Seeds Family Worship CDs, if you guys are familiar with those. Uh, there's a lot of kids' CDs out there. This is one of the least cheesy that I've seen, um, and it's pretty catchy. You'll find yourself singing along to it, and the, and the words are all Scripture. Um, and so she has just retained a ton of that uh, over the first few years just from listening to those. Um, now, who, who knows about Seeds Worship CDs? Okay, a lot of you guys, if y'all don't, it is amazing. It's a, it's a great tool for you. Great. Um, and, and along those lines, too, just even scripture memory. Um, when she was two years old, we were given her really easy ones and, and, and changing the words a little bit. First uh, Thessalonians 5.16 is when we started with, with her. Instead of pray continually, pray, pray always, right? Um, and, and plus, it's, it's really fun to hear a two-year-old try and say the word Thessalonians. So I, I recommend <laughs> that, too. Um, and Kyle's talking about this as well. But just the, the Watermark blog, it's in the bottom of your first page on, on week three. Go there, click the drop-down, and, and for preschool is, is where I look. But they will post in advance what the topic's going to be for starting blocks that day. And that's just a really easy tie-in. You can talk about it on the way to church or if, if you don't have time for that on the way home. Uh, I know for us sometimes trying to, to figure out what they talked about from, from her mouth is, is difficult. Um, it doesn't always translate well, but if you know that going in, you can kind of prep. Uh, they also have activities throughout the week to what you can do with them to tie in that lesson as well. It's, it's a really great, great tie in there. That's great. Robbie? All right, Rob Berry, um, and um, we, we're not experts. I think that's where we need to start in doing this. Um, so I'm going to approach it more from a boy's perspective. Um, we've got three older boys. Um, older fourth grade, first grade. We have a four-year-old, and we also have a 17-month-old little girl. Buchek's got two older boys as well. So I would just say faith and finances is great. We use that because it's just simple, and I don't have to think about it. Um, so I want to approach kind of what do we do in the morning and the drive to school? What do we do at night during dinner time? And then what do we do when we're putting kids down? And so, um, Usually I take the boys to school. I try to just have my schedule where I can take them four days out of the week. And so um, that time is very intentional. It's like a five-minute drive. And so I'll do uh, all these things I'm going to share. We would probably do five out of seven days out of the week. So we might do two of these things. And, you know, um, so what I try to do is um, three things. Our, our, my two boys that I take to school, it's like all they think about is themselves. So m- the theme through all this stuff is just how do you think about other people? And so I'm going to do um, one of three things when I drive in the car with them to school. One, I'm going to read the proverb of the day, proverb 11 a day. So I would have um, pulled out a, a gossip betrays confidence. Just whatever one I think would stick with them. That's not even the whole proverb. 
And I would just unpack that for him. Hey, what do you think a gossip is? Hey, what do you think betrayal means? You know, hey, remember Kylo Ren and Han Solo, and he thought they were good, but he wasn't. And what does confidence mean? And so we'll just unpack that on the way to the car, on the way to school. Just pick whatever proverb sticks out to me that morning when I'm reading in God's Word. I'll just kind of unpack with them on the car. Great. Another thing I'll do on the drive is just say, um, um, think about other people. So, hey, is there anybody that just is on the playground by themselves that like doesn't have someone to play with, or does, is there anybody that just eats alone? Hey, why not today, would you sit with that person? Would you talk to the person? Would you engage with that person? Um, or just, hey, is anybody like sick or anything going on? Just thinking about other people. And, and when they get out of the car, giving them a tangible action item to go love and serve someone else. So that's what we do on short trips to school, you know, five five days a week. If it's a little longer trip, I will... The way I memorize God's words is in blocks of scripture. And so I'll literally hand Jackson Galatians chapter two. And I'll just say, hey, daddy's working on this. Can I just say this while we drive? And will you just check my work on this? You know, and so that that is so easy. And that's just a way that I let my boys know that, hey, daddy's not just asking you to do this. Hiding God's word in your heart matters. Does he like to call you out? Oh, he'll stop me and be like, dad, no, someone has said. I'm like, okay. Wears me out sometimes. Um, so that's, that's what I was wanting you to get to. Yeah, that's what I do in the car. Um, what we do at dinner time is um, our boys eat like ravage. They're crazy. It's like they want to be done at the dinner table within five minutes. We're like, okay. So every night we have, this is a night we're going to ask Bubba questions. And, you know, this is not, we're going to ask Jackson questions. And so every time Bubba always goes, what did you do today? And Jackson's like, Bubba you got to come up with a more creative question than that. So just thinking of how do you ask other people good questions? We do that at the dinner table at night. And we just pick one person. We're going to ask dad questions tonight. And then when we go to bed, we do two different things. One, we take the dash memory verse of the month, and we just ask them that literally, hey, say the memory verse. And if they say it five times in a row without any help over the course of the month then they get what we call a cotton ball, which is basically part of the faith and finances, how we kind of work those two things together. So we, we ask them right before they go to bed, say your verse, you know, and then we wear out that value over the month. So if it's kindness, do you think that was kind? When you just punch your brother in the mouth, you know? <laughs> <clears throat> and then the other thing we do at, at bedtime is you can go, it's called Operation World. You can just Google that. And it basically sends you an email every day to pray for a specific country in the world. So yesterday was Afghanistan. We bought these two placemats on Amazon, one of the United States, laminated so they can't destroy it, and one of the world. (laughs) And so we'll just go, okay, who knows where Afghanistan is? Nobody knows where it is. Okay, that's where it is. Look how far away it is from the United States, where we are in Texas. Okay, hey, there are 29 million people that live in Afghanistan, and only like... 200 of them are believers. And so let, let's pray for Afghanistan tonight. So every night, they're learning, learning geography, they're learning a little bit about it, and they're praying for a specific country. So that's kind of what we do. It's good, Ron. Thanks, Jed. I'm going to start big picture and bring it down to where we live it out every day. Uh, for us... Hey, Jed, tell them your kids. Yeah. Um, so we have seven kids. I know, I'm 12, and it looks like I've got seven kids. <laughs> so 18 to 2. So we run the full gamut. Um, and 
probably the two biggest picture items for us is uh, living and believing the gospel and being reminded of it every day. Part of that came through the resource that Dan mentioned, which is the Jesus Storybook Bible. We initially did that for our family just so that we would have a gospel-centered resource to take our family through devotions, on family devotions. And it's written in such a level that all kids at all ages and stages can understand it. But what we got out of the unexpected benefit for my wife and I is that it pressed the gospel in night after night to us. Uh, and so the gospel centrality for our family is huge. Uh, we need a reminder of it every day. I live, speak, think, and act in ways that are contrary to the gospel that I say I believe. And so for us, big picture item is what does the gospel say and how does it hit me in the throat where I live every day? Second is uh, a resource from Ted Tripp called Shepherding a Child's Heart. Uh, and it deals with a little bit more of the discipline factors. I'm not going to focus on that because we're focusing on that going forward. Uh, but real practically, when I took a survey of the scriptures, Matthew uh, 12, 34b, is out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Matthew 15, verses 18 to 20, gives both words we speak, thoughts we think, and actions we take uh, are revealing what we love most. And so as I did a survey of Old and New Testament, what I realized is though the heart is central in both Testaments, it is more on display in the new. And so as we think about shepherding our children's heart, what I'm reminded of and and learning again and again is that God is shepherding my heart so that I can love and shepherd my kids in practical ways. So naturally what that looks like for me is that uh, with... spread and range that I have with kids. I'm either changing diapers or changing brakes. Um, <laughs> and so uh, this last weekend was an opportunity to change some brakes. And so if you know about brakes and you know about teenagers, they tend to drive a little fast, stop a little soon. And we wore out a set of brakes really quickly. And I was prepared, trying to guard my heart, to just simply let it ride, to have loved my daughter well, to have fixed the brakes, and then to move forward. And the unexpected thing is that she says, Dad, thanks for doing that for me. What I wasn't expecting was for my wife to then turn and say, can you give her a positive way to not wear on the brakes so much? And instead I went to my default. And my default was to point out all the ways in which those brakes and the reasons why those brakes wore out. And I wrecked it right there in five seconds. And then I had to go back upstairs or I had to go upstairs after about five minutes and just lead in repentance. Baby, I'm sorry. I wasn't prepared to give you a positive answer. I messed it up. Will you forgive me? I hear your thankfulness. If you'll just be, if, you, if you'll drive a little slower, <laughs> if you'll stop a little sooner those would be some ways in which we can help these breaks to last a little longer. (laughs) And to see an 18-year-old girl melt in her doorway because her daddy walked up and simply owned his stuff, it is remarkable. I don't know how many times in the course of raising our brood of kids that when I lead in repentance because of the gospel, my kids will break down. They'll cry. I'll cry. God will get the glory because I've walked out and I've led in a way because Christ came for me. And so as I learned to love and shepherd them, 
I'm learning it on the front end so that I can walk it out with them as they're walking through their mess. And those are just some real practical ways for us, gospel centrality and trying to shepherd our kids' hearts. It gets walked out in numerable ways that these men have mentioned before. Uh, Take the bricks uh, in the facade that have been kind of given this morning and through this this five-week series and figure out what works for you. Try some things. Uh, Learn to love your family well. Love your family. Lead your wives uh, as well. And don't forget them. I think those would be the things I'd say. Okay, it's time to go to small group. Anything you guys are going to die if you don't get it out to these guys? Anything else that you would say? You know, one last thing real quick. So we all probably have kids that love sports, or a lot of us have kids that love sports. We love sports. We love watching sports. And so that's just part of our culture that it's it's easy to quickly, you know, idolize those the, the games, the athletes, the teams, all that stuff. And so it's just something that we do in our house is I, I constantly hit on uh, Psalm 147, 10 and 11, and 1 Samuel 16, 7. Both of those, Psalm, Psalm 147 just talks about God does not uh, take pleasure in the strength of the horse or the legs of man, but he delights in those who fear him and, and those who trust in his unfailing love. And then you guys know First uh, Samuel sixteen seven is is that God looks at the at the heart, not the outward appearance. And so, you know, as my boys in particular, you know, and and my little girl as she gets older, it's our culture is built around what you look like, how big you are, how fast you are, how how talented you are, all those things. And so, just that constant reminder that God is looking at their heart. That's that's just something that that we really hold as a high priority. And I'm drilling those verses into our kids. It's good. Last thing is Kendall and I, my uh, 18-year-old spoke at Sky Ranch this week. We did a father-daughter weekend together, and it was really fun. Kendall did probably 60% of the teaching. But the thing that we worked on with those dads and daughters the whole way through the weekend was how do you teach teach your kids to discern truth from lies? The world's telling them one thing, the scripture's telling them other, how do they discern that? So that truth or lies game that you have is a great way to do that. Also, I can't remember if anybody said this in the last couple of weeks, but did we talk about spot the lie when you're watching TV? We talk about that? Yeah, so Wagner talked about on it. So that is a great way. Now with DVRs, you stop it. You don't miss any of your show. Where's the lie? Right, what is it? And then what's the truth that counteracts that? So you guys have heard a thousand things today. I don't care. Take one or two. Okay, what can you implement? And then if those things work or it doesn't work, throw it out, try something else. But continue to be intentional, okay, about training your kids. Jump into your small groups. All right, guys. Um, as we say every week, y'all can stay around, chat, visit as long as you want to. Uh, just a couple of reminders as I was thinking about those four guys on the stage and you get to hear different folks talk up front. I just, it can be real easy to go to a place of guilt and shame, right? Like yeah, even when I was listening to Brian talk about the finances, I was like, oh gosh, I wish I would have done that, Right with my kids. And so I just want to keep reminding us every week that God's grace covers a multitude of parenting mistakes and it's never too late to be a good parent. Okay. So just keep those things in your brain. Okay. And don't let the guilt and shame rule the day. That's not the heart. The heart is how do we start from wherever we are today 
and start being the parent that God wants us to be. So just a reminder to you guys of that. Also, just the next couple of weeks, next week, um, Wes Butler, who's our children's director at the Dallas campus, is coming, uh, does a great job with his kids. We're going to talk specifically about discipline, uh, how you discipline your kids. And Wes has got a wide range of kids, wide range of personalities uh, with his kids. And so I think that'll be really helpful to you. And then the last week, week five, John McGee is going to talk about uh, just how he, he kind of fights himself. It's easy for us to all be really passive in this area. And John does a great job of talking about how you overcome the passivity and begin to initiate and how to do that. He's got some just little games he plays and stuff like that to kind of help him think through that. And so that's really helpful. I've heard him do that talk before and it's really, really good. So uh, anyway, I hope uh, the surveys were helpful. Anybody hurting when they came in? This morning after doing that, if you've got a great story, I'd love to hear it. Leaders would love to hear uh, how that went at your tables whenever we get a chance. Last thing I want to say is the guys up on stage, your leaders, you may be at a group that um, you've got older kids and your group's talking primarily about preschool issues or things like that. Please take advantage of the leaders at the tables if we can help you, the folks that have got older kids. But if you're not getting the, the help you want, questions you want specifically with what's going on in your home, please track somebody down because we would love uh, to help you and give you exactly what you want as you go through these five weeks together. So let me pray for us and we'll be gone. Lord, thank you for uh, just time to be together this morning. A great way to start our day in God's word with other men who love you and care about this thing called being a dad. So would you help us, Father, to walk with you moment by moment today, uh, to be sensitive to your conviction, to your encouragement, uh, to nudge us to love and care for people. Help us to do that. We are not smart enough or wise enough or experienced enough to do that on our own. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day, guys.